Welcome everybody to the Strength and Skills podcast. Welcome to the best podcast in the world. This is your most liked podcast host in the world, Nick Tibusek. And with me is my most liked co-host, Rato. Yo, what's up? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into this amazing episode. Um, this amazing episode has the topic periodization what is it and we're gonna explain what's actually uh, periodization in the end all right um because this topic has has not been viewed a lot in calisthenics yet as uh we really want to talk about it now and um we're gonna jump right into it um What would you say, Rado? What's periodization? Yeah, well, like basic definition would be um, distributing the training process into different phases and cycles in order to um, have increases in performance, but also reduce the positive effect of overtraining. So the, the, the The possible, I'm sorry, effect of overtraining. Uh, sorry for that. Uh, and also, yeah, like uh, the planned change of training variables over the course of time. So, yeah, always the primary goal here is to have increases in performance. I love that. So, in the end, you have a certain goal, and now you have to plan how you get there. And we're going to talk about it coming from the very big picture in always into a little smaller and smaller and smaller ones um, as I think you have to understand first the really big picture of periodization and then uh, we go into more details and all that stuff but it's not the only um, episode about it as um, we're today we're gonna give you the big 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 picture about it And from there on, we dive into uh, some topics of periodization and all that stuff uh, in further episodes. All right. Um, the very important part, you already said it, um, you can definitely split periodization stuff into different phases. And that's something um, you always have to consider. When we have someone who starts training um, this person has to get better at every aspect that you usually have in, in, an, um, in a training plan or something. So like you need to build more muscle, you need to get stronger. And um, of course, your technique needs to get better. Usually all of them play they go hand in hand with each other. So they always play a role with each other. And um, if your technique is better, you get stronger. If your technique is better, you hit the right muscle better and get more out of it and get more hypertrophy. So when you get stronger, you get more mechanical stress onto, into, on the muscle. So the muscle can grow better. So hypertrophy gets affected by it. And when you have just more muscle mass you get stronger so all of that 
comes into um, this big pot that we are cooking right now. <laughs> and now we, ha we have to um, get uh, to the point where we yeah, get, get you to know how to do this stuff in the end. So um, would you say in the beginning, do you have to, to split this stuff up? Like not necessarily, especially if you're a beginner and everything works and uh, also intermediate athletes too. You can work all of the variables that you mentioned together and at the same time, then over time, as you get more advanced, you can seek to, yeah. If this doesn't work anymore, you can seek to change stuff up and be more specialized and dedicate more time to singular, singular um, aspects. So have dedicated blocks to strength, have dedicated blocks to technique and hypertrophy too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely with you with that. Um, from there on, um, how long do parts have to go? Well, this like, always depends, you know? Yeah. Depends on the person and the athlete and how the person responds. But, you know, you can always plan in um, macro cycles, which last from six months up to a year, and to mesocycles, which is normal training block. It's several weeks. And a micro cycle, which is usually one week. And then you also have several uh, singular training sessions within that percent. Yeah. And that's that's a, the, the big issue here, right here is to understand that every person is very individual. So you can't say, all right, you have to, to take 73 days where you just put on mass. And from there on, I mean, of course you can. <laughs> you can do so, but it, it usually doesn't work like that. So, um, you, you, it's it's not like you have day X and you're gonna have the 300 kg squat or the full planche and stuff like that. So when we were talking about that, the the big picture of the the vision, you always have that in mind and you will say, okay, in about probably two or three years I'm going to be at that vision at my goal and then you structure this and the more you go down the the ladder the more you go into details the more details come in and that's that's a very important part to understand right here yeah um you cannot say I'm definitely gonna have it on the I don't know the 20th March of, of uh, 2024, where I'm going to hold my full planche. It's not possible to plan that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you can definitely plan a lot, but you cannot plan that long term because there can, can come too much stuff in there because sometimes life plays a role in there you may get injured during the ride the, the the big ride that you're doing and um and all that stuff comes in there but of course some stuff is kind of planable right there so you you can say okay probably it will take you two or three years to get to that certain goal and then 
you you get to the to to uh, to that down to business, and now you have to periodize that, and this is what we're going to do now. So from a beginner, who really wants to start off now, let's say we, we want a we want a beginner who has like who wants to squat two hundred and doing a handstand push up, um, while being I don't know these goals. I would say that that's a good goal. So, um, when you're a complete beginner and you have to start off with uh, push-ups and all that stuff and learn that stuff even and not being able to have a to, to do a pull-up from there on everything in the beginning works so you can work on all three phases that you usually do so you definitely wor will work on your strength you will increase your muscle mass and get better at technique for at least one or two years in the beginning you de you definitely will so um, it's if you're not a genetic freak, if you're just an, a classic normal person like me, <laughs> it, it takes some time. And um, that that's something you always have to consider when it comes down to periodization. It's usually not as fast as you wish it would be, but it's usually faster than you thought <laughs> once you're on the ride. <laughs> so... Um, in the beginning of all this, um, as we already said, everything works up. From there on, I would say once you have a decent level of strength, and it's a little bit difficult to say, what, what's a decent level of strength? Yeah, it's, it's really tough to say. It depends, because sometimes you see people being able to squat, I don't know, like... 180 and it's a shitty squat but it works and sometimes you have to to then get these people into a certain phase of technique even if they are not really already on the level to have just a technique phase because they need it so much <laughs> so, yeah I can I'm sorry yeah, you can go on. Yeah, you can like either view it like that, based on the technique, or maybe the rate of progression. So if a person's progression is slowing down, then you can maybe yeah throw them in in the more advanced group. But you also have to like take a look at what they were doing. If the program was on a point, then that might be the reason why they aren't progressing anymore. Yeah. But as you said before, if you're a beginner, everything works, and you will have a linear progression. When that slows down, then you can definitely like start to take a look into more advanced techniques. Absolutely. Yeah. Very important to understand right here is one, one, one very, very big point that never changes up. Um, when it comes to periodization, there's always one big thing that you always need to build the base. And the base is usually the combination of technique muscle mass and strength and when you have that on that you peak certain things so you can always think of this like a pyramid when you have that like this old egyptian pyramid the bigger the base is the higher you can build that one and every time you want to want to build up your pyramid and getting better 
you always have to keep in mind the more you just build on one side up the less you will be able to really bring this pyramid to a very peaked pyramid in the end so you always have to build the base then build the right side build the left side and then you make it bigger 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 and bigger and that's a very very important part right here because when you look at it you could you could say in the middle there is strength on the left side maybe there is technique and on the right side there's muscle mass and the strength in the middle always gets higher when you build more muscle and you build a better technique so that's the thing that we do with periodization in the end to speak a little bit in pictures right here and um the 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 more advanced you are the more you understand okay my project is getting bigger and bigger and bigger so i need to focus on one side sometimes and then i need to focus on the other side then i have a bigger base to build even more of the how do i say this die spitze peak, peak. peak yeah if i want to have the peaks of of my strength i need first to build my muscle better technique and then i can put on the peak on that and that's the very important part to understand right here that we always work on this big big pyramid that we have <laughs> I, i like that analogy i never thought of it like that um so first thing that we always have to, to, to put in is the base of course and the better the base the bigger we can build the pyramid so for everyone to understand the more you build your base the better that you get the peak and there's a very important uh, part right here to understand when we talk about that pyramid that pyramid is your strength of life we're not talking about just being able to put up strength from 20 to 25 no i'm talking about the next 30 to 40 years where you train And the bigger you build the base in the beginning, the stronger you get in the end. And that's a very, very important part right here. Please understand that. Rado is a very young athlete. In a calisthenics thing, I'm pretty much in the middle as I'm turning 30 this year. And if I would have known that 10 years ago, I would be at a complete different level of strength. But I didn't. But I do have the chance to work with young people like Radl right now and build their base to a very high level. And I would say your base of strength right now, Radl, is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going up, yeah. <laughs> um, so when, when we talk about this, what, what would you say, what's the base that people need to work on in the beginning. Yeah, the base is like, especially like for natural natural athletes, strength athletes, I think that a lot of people uh, forget how important muscle mass is. And also in calisthenics, so it's not like, of course, it you will carry more weight, but you will automatically have also more potential to um, 
have increases in strength. So you can never have enough muscle mass. That's the first thing, of course. Also, secondary is the technique. The proper technique uh, will ensure that you move as efficiently as possible through the lifts, uh, but also that longevity is on point because you don't want to injure yourself and re-injure yourself and also be in that process over and over again. And just as you said, you want to be in the game for a longer period of time. So that's also why good technique is crucial. Um, and then, yeah, these two things would like be the base base of everything, which add up in strength in the end. That's so crucial to understand. So when we have this, this base of knowledge now <laughs> to, to work on, on, on a periodization, um, I think we need to um, explain a little bit the phases that we have down from the top to the, the certain training session that we have. So you already mentioned that. Um, we have to think in the beginning of big years, maybe. How would you structure this or explain it from, from the big to the, to the small detailed one? Yes, so uh, you have to take a look at your year uh, when you have your competition. And then you can distribute your year into the off-season, the pre-season and the in-season. And these would be like your macro cycles. So you have to take a look. Mm -hmm. When in the year you have to do your competition and then based on that, plan the blocks. And these blocks would then be the mesocycles. And um, during those mesocycles, you can plan the uh, microcycles also accordingly. So yeah, it's pretty complicated, but uh, you can basically mix phases uh, in between the a hypertrophy block and also a strength block, uh, but then also take a look at whether or not a technique block is needed. The thing right here is to understand that um, when Narado talks about uh, a competition and you plan for a competition, this is also for those who don't compete yeah. like a testing day. And you need these testing days because when when it's when it's down to increase the permit you always need to understand that um even if you're not into competing you need to test the strength or at least peak the strength that you have from time to time of course you can build up and build up and build up and build up but when a certain thing as strength or a skill or something like that is your goal. And I, I personally, I would say a certain skill is strength. Mm -hmm. It's just a form of strength. It's a squat is a form of strength. A handstand push-up is a form of strength. A plan, a planche is a form of strength. Also, maybe a, a snatch in Olympic weightlifting is a form of strength. Each of that is a form of strength, but the the rules are always the same. So that's very important to understand. From time to time, you got to peak that and you have to put the peak on the pyramid to build the pyramid even bigger. Or at least build the part of the peaking and maybe not the real peak putting up there, the golden one, 
where the sun shines on <laughs> um but um because you you may, may want to have that once in your life where you really have that one peak that that's okayish to say so but um in the end you always have to build the peaking plate platform i don't know how to say that um from time to time it's very necessary to do so um because otherwise you, you will never get to the real big peaking of the pyramid because when you have so much technique and you have so much muscle mass and that's so amazing it will take too much time to really get to that one big peak of strength because then you have such a wide base that you never get to the peak because you have one life so you always have to keep in mind you have to keep all all of these three things to build up into that into that peak of your personal strength and of course we have the goal to get to our strongest performance ever once in the life <laughs> who, who doesn't yeah <laughs> so um having having these faces these faces always have um names Would you explain that a little bit to us? Yeah, so uh, basically, if you have a hypertrophy block, then you would be on the higher end of the volume um, in the middle ranges of intensities and focusing as much as possible to build as much muscle mass as possible. Uh, in a technique block, you would probably be in the lower repetition ranges uh, also probably lower intensities and focusing primarily on the movement itself and execution. And then in a strength block, you would be also in the lower rep ranges, but here with higher intensities, uh, really learning to use all of that muscle mass you've built and also to integrate the technique that you have learned and to peak the performance and yeah, exceed uh, previous ones and yeah, get a new PRs. I think to understand here is um, some stuff. Um, when you are in a, in a strength block, you usually have higher intensities. That means you usually have lower volume. Um, this is a, bit, a little bit different from person to person because some people, they can work with a lot of volume and some people just can't work with a lot of volume. And some are in the middle. So that's something very individual right here. When it comes to, to the hypertrophy phase, you usually use more volume. What usually leads to a certain decrease of intensities. So you will not squat a 1RM when you're aiming for uh, more muscle mass. But you definitely have like sometimes an RPE 10 on your eight rep set of squats that can happen so the the felt intensity so that you feel might be as hard as the one rep um maximum but for the body there is a big difference on on the intensity that you have on one rep when it or in comparison to uh the maybe eight rep or something so What comes in here is the central nervous system. And that's a topic 
that we had a lot of times in this podcast. And um, the central nervous system is in the end a system that always wants to protect you and being able to survive. And it plays a big role in prioritization and programming because we have to deal with this a lot because you have some fatigue that is muscular. So we all have felt that when we did loads of chin-ups, the biceps is just done and you feel that and oh fuck, oh, bending the arm is even hard. And then there is this thing where you are really exhausted when you are completely done and you sleep like shit. Yeah, explicit wording now. <laughs> you sleep like shit and maybe your mood goes down and all that stuff. This is when the central nervous system gets tired and wants to keep you off from working so hard because it wants you to be able to survive when the next tiger comes and wants to kill you. Of course, that doesn't happen usually in Western, in the Western world. But the body works like that because it was for that, like for like, I don't know, thousand or million years, whatever you believe in. Um, doesn't matter here. <laughs> but, but the body is primed on that and it works like that. So that's, that's the job of the central nervous system in the end. And that's something we always have to consider. The higher the intensities, the more um, you have to consider the central nervous system really wants to protect you. Because that's the time where you get very fragile. Can I say right. it like that? Yeah, I fragile. Think. Yeah. Fragile. Yeah. Um, because you tend to get easier injured when you go into the 1am part of training. And that's the strength part. And this is why you always have to switch up a little bit of the focus, even especially in the beginning. Um, a little bit more hypertrophy, a little bit more strength but in the same block. And later on, you just focus on a little bit more strength, a little bit more hypertrophy, or a little bit more technique stuff. Yeah, to always stay as healthy as possible, because in the long term, that will help you a lot getting to your peak performance and building up the pyramid. So when we have this, um, everybody talks about macro, meso, and microcycle. Can you explain these words to us? <laughs> yeah. So the macro cycle um, would be around six months up to a year. The mesocycle would be one training block, so several weeks. And the micro cycle would be usually one week within, within a training block. But this also kind of depends. Um, and of course, then the micro cycle is consisted of several training sessions within itself. So right. it's yeah, nothing other than distributing the training into different time phases. That's it. And here we go. And I think that was very important to uh, get to this point right now, as um, a lot of people really like to throw these words around, yeah. not knowing that most of people in the world just have no idea what's that. And that's... For us, it's very important because this is the base of something where we dive deeper into this thing and we will definitely use these words later on. <laughs> and that's why mm -hmm. we um, need to under you to understand this. So 
If you missed it, go a little bit back, like 30 seconds now, and listen again. <laughs> All right. Um, so from here on, um, everybody always talks about prioritization and programming. What would you say, what's the difference in prioritization and programming? Um, yeah, I would say that programming is actually part of periodization and periodization is more on the long-term side of things and programming is more uh, focused on singular training sessions and changing variables within one training sessions. So this doesn't have to be exclusively one training session, it can be several training sessions within a week, but the main point is that it is short-term. Yeah. The very important to understand here is programming is a little bit more like the exercise selection that you have for a certain training day. Um, because that's that's based on the need the personal needs. This is based on the goals, of course. Like if you have a competition where you have to do certain lifts, or if you have a goal like a, a certain skill, then you have to choose exercises that you personally personally need to get to that point and that's on a, on a certain day and the thing here is where prioritization and programming go hand in hand is to understand that when you program certain days you need to understand that these days can affect each other so if i do my handstand push-up work on day one and I do do my planche work on day two, this will have effects on each other. So I will be a little bit more tired in that muscular area from the handsome push-ups into the planche work. And I have to keep that in mind that my planche work, I will be, I will go into the, the into the, into the session a little bit fatigued usually. And here comes some stuff in that's also part of periodization. Fatigue management is something you can also include a rest day after the first day. And then you have the, the second day. So you will maybe not be fatigued or a little bit more less fatigued than you would be when you have one day after the other. And this is where programming and periodization comes into a little bit, yeah, they go hand in hand at that point because periodization is always also a little bit of fatigue management and understanding, okay, I will get as tired as this during that block. So one thing a lot of people may um, not consider into their, their periodization stuff, of course, you can get tired from day to day, but you can also get more tired from block to block. So what you have to understand here is when you get very tired from a certain block, you can use a rule of thumb that one third of the block is pretty much the time you need to deload for the next block. So if you had like a block for, I don't know, um, four weeks, 
it makes sense to give a person a deload of like round about a little bit more than a week, like eight days or maybe nine, something like that to deload. And from there on, you go to, into, into the next block. And this is very individual. It, it also depends a little bit on, was it a volume block? Was it in, in an intensity block? If it was an intensity block, the rule is more important because you have to recover from intensity longer than from, from volume usually. That takes just more time, you know, because if the muscle is damaged, it's not as hard to the body as if the central nervous system is fatigued. But on that point, we have to consider there are new studies that also say the central nervous system doesn't even get that affected and is not as tired as everybody thinks. And it's not even possible to tire the central nervous system and all that stuff. But from the bigger picture, from the studies that we have right now, that I know right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> because things change up over time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were into into the into the 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 periodization programming stuff so um for you to understand here is you need to recover and you need to be able to go into the um next session without being too tired but it is important to be tired that doesn't mean you have to kill yourself in the first session of the week if you do so, the next sessions in the week will be shit. And that's where fatigue management comes in. So if I wrote write down into a program, um, Rado, please max out your deadlifts on, for, on the first day. I know the next three or four sessions will be shit. Because you will be tired. And you will be done. And, and probably also the rest of the block. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the thing here to understand is... Um, it, where, where this comes, where, where now programming comes in, when you do as the first exercise, like a heavy deadlift or something like that, everything where the spine is involved, people tend to get even more tired because all these small little muscles that have to stabilize the, the spine, and these are a lot of small ones, have to work that hard when you deadlift heavy or squat heavy or do an OHP and all that stuff. Everything where the spine has really to stabilize a lot of weight, you get into the trouble that the body has to recover from that. And that's, that's not only for several days, that's also in the training day itself. So especially right now, we're in, right now in March 2021, a lot of people are, are in a lockdown and have not the possibility to work with machines and all that stuff. Um, right now, a lot of people work with barbells and all that stuff, yeah? So what you have in a home gym usually, so at least the basics. Um, you have to consider right here that when you work a lot with exercises where you have to stabilize with, the, uh, you have to stabilize the, the spine, that your body will get tired a lot quicker. So keep in mind, when you do heavy squats and deadlifts and all that stuff, afterwards, the exercises will be a lot heavier because you are getting more tired. And that's very important and very necessary to understand. This is programming 
And this is where this prioritization and programming goes hand in hand because you have to, to plan and program a day so that it gives you the right stimulus. If you want to grow, you have to give him the right stimulus to grow, not only on maybe the quads, maybe you had triceps that day too. And then if you are completely done and completely wasted because you did so heavy squats, then you probably will not be able to do proper dips. And this is where programming comes in. For myself, I'm, I'm not banging out like five to 10 handstand push-ups right now. So I do them before I squat. That's my programming for myself. And that's very important to understand that this exercise selection always plays, plays a big role in programming that you, what you're not able to, to do very well, like certain skills you do first. The next thing very important to understand is the next exercises you, you use are those who take, which take the, the most out of you, like heavy dipping, heavy squats and all that stuff. And afterwards, you put all the small assistance exercises that you need for your personal goals. That may be some CC squats, that may be some ring work, some ring turnouts and all that stuff, some rows, all the accessory and assistance stuff that we have. And there is a difference on assistance and accessory. Would you like to explain that? Uh, all right, yeah. So um, assistance work uh, would be exercises that aid you in your main lifts yeah. and accessory work would be movements that usually tackle areas that you don't hit with the bigger lifts but that could also hit uh probably your weaknesses that you also tackle that as well yeah, yeah. so for most of the people to understand this if your main lift is a handstand push-up the assistance to that would be an overhead press and something like a triceps extension would be the accessory in the end for that. Yes. And that, that's very important to understand um, right here. So we are throwing around with vocabularies today. <laughs> you got to learn. Um, and it's very important to to structure your day from main to assistance to accessories, usually when it comes to the big goal of strength. When you go into bodybuilding, that this might be different from time to time because they, they pre-fatigue sometimes certain muscles, like doing leg extension before um, squats and all that stuff. But that's not the topic in here. I think there are many bodybuilding podcasts out in the world that will talk about that topic a lot. <laughs> so we are talking about our stuff here right now. So building strength and of course muscle. It's not like you don't build muscles that way when you work main lift assistance accessory. 
but sometimes there's a different approach in a certain area. So that's very important to say. All right. Um, what's very important to understand right here is the exercise selection on the assistance and the accessory is highly individual. So there are people who will not understand why you are doing a certain exercise the way you do it. And that's completely okay because it's not theirs. And that's very important to understand. Sometimes you do stuff that's completely crazy to some others. And it's very important to understand that these things are highly individual. I mean, as long as you have a reasoning be behind putting an exercise in your program, then I think it's it doesn't matter what anyone else says, you know? And the reasoning can also be fun for the athlete. Yeah. If you just like to pump in the end of the session and you put in some... some uh, curls and all that stuff, that's completely okay-ish because it will build a longevity for the athlete to stick to the program better. And that's very important to understand that it's not only about goals, it's also about having fun in the, in the um, training sessions because then we will stick to this a little better. And that's very important. Absolutely. So this was a very, very big picture and small picture work but i think we discussed the topic of this a little bit better to let you understand a little bit better what's what's the big thing we're gonna uh come with some more like these topics and uh if you liked this one please let us know shoot us messages on Instagram to the Strength and Skills podcast. And if you need any help with your programming and periodization, feel free to contact us on bar underscore bell underscore coaching on Instagram, or you contact um, me, Nick underscore Tibu or Rado. What's your, what's your Instagram? Uh, Rado underscore Bossets. Feel free and enjoy your day. Have a good one.